And when I use the fax machine and I send my patient some information, that's a graphic message uh, that I'm using. Uh, no one ever called that telemedicine. Well, fundamentally, all we're doing is we're adding on perhaps a data stream. We're adding on perhaps a video stream. But we're still doing the same fundamental thing. We're transferring medical information either for diagnostic purposes, for therapeutic purposes, or for educational purposes from one location where the information exists to a distant location where the information is needed. There was a time lag in the development of telemedicine in the 1970s, but it really took off in the late 80s with the ubiquitous use of data delivery. NASA and the military have enhanced the old phone and video links by using satellites and by devising new medical instruments which can be linked into the networks. Professor Larry Young is director of the National Space Biomedical Research Institute. Telemedicine is a fascinating way of trying to deliver medicine at a distance. And it has already been proven and shown its, its efficacy in demonstrations uh, on Earth that have ranged from satellite clinics on Indian reservations where the medical doctor or the, or the specialist was many hundreds of miles away. It's been de demonstrated with something called Space Bridge in which hospitals in Moscow were tied to hospitals in Houston, Texas, and procedures that were carried out in Moscow were monitored and directed by doctors in Texas. All of that has been shown to be feasible, and the key is simply high data rate transmission of TV pictures and electrocardiograms and echocardiograms and temperature monitors, all, all the things that you would like to know about the patient, and appropriate computation. It is more than a gimmick. It's something which is needed in cases in which you have people whose lives are in jeopardy and who are in need of, of health care but are physically removed from the site of the, health, of the service. So a good example is the Navy. If he can tolerate it, I would put him on uh, two grams a day of Diclox, the 500 QID. I'd try to get him up to two grams. The Navy dermatologist in his electronic house call to the sailor ended up diagnosing an allergic reaction which got infected. He prescribed an antibiotic and pronounced it a relatively minor problem. His next call might have been to a U.S. naval base in Italy or Iceland. Sailors always have to be in tip-top condition and they can't afford to have any absenteeism. Captain Richard Backler is the Navy's head of telemedicine. Many of our ships, for example, in the Navy, are undermanned because of uh, difficulties with recruiting and for other reasons. And so now we have access to medical care that can provide them on the job 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and not jeopardize their health care at the same time. Another worry is low morale. Captain Bacala arranged for psychiatric treatment for a 21-year-old enlisted man who recently threatened to jump overboard. He was having uh, significant issues with depression and other problems uh, related to problems at home. A telepsychiatry consultation was obtained, and uh, he was uh, diagnosed uh, stable and sufficiently stable to stay on board the ship. And actually the process became therapeutic for him to help work through some of those issues. And he actually was able to continue throughout the rest of that cruise, which was uh, extremely very uh, well appreciated by the flag officer as well as the commanding officer of the ship. That's not an untypical case. A quarter of all teleconsults in the Navy are psychological. 
Telemedicine surveys have found that talking to an expert in real time when his reactions appear on the video screen is considered by patients to be the equivalent of a visit to the doctor and is more reassuring than a phone call. In fact, telepsychiatry was the first specialty within the telemedicine umbrella in the 60s. Most of the sailors in the Navy are young, uh, young adults, uh, 18 to 25 years old, the majority of them. Most of them, this is their first time away from home. Uh, they're going in harm's way oftentimes and uh, leaving families home that are, uh, are young and immature, and uh, that becomes a high stressor for them. That coupled with the, the stresses on the job of long working hours and potentially dangerous situations can raise the stress levels to the point where they can uncover some underlying uh, mental health issues that haven't been addressed in the uh, peacetime environment. Like the crews on aircraft carriers and submarines, and like astronauts on shuttle missions or the International Space Station, scientists in the hostile Antarctic have psychological and physical problems. So the